Welcome to Success at Scale with Triple G Ventures. I am here with my good friend, Clint. We met back at Berkeley many moons ago, and uh, now we're here together hanging out, talking Berkeley life, uh, success at scale. Here we are. So Clint, without further ado, tell us about you. I'm, I'm humbled and honored to be here. Greg, you've been, you've been an inspiration, all of our dreams and paths. And now I feel like I'm an entrepreneur, an educator, a musician, or a business guy, a innovator. Um, I, I'm just improvising. You know, I think uh, music school, especially Berkeley, provided me with a jazz and pop background, provided me the opportunity to just uh, be able to be nimble and improvise as I go along. So. I've been working on various in initiatives uh, right now. I'm working between the Middle East and India, but uh, it's been a fantastic journey and I, I'm blessed for that. Clint, you are now Berkeley College of Music, Senior Managing Director, Global Engagement, Middle East and India. Oh my goodness, that's quite a title. Well, what does that mean? What are you doing these days? What are you up to? Well, you know, I've been, there are, Berkeley's grown so much. Berkeley started as this little school uh, that was on Mass Ave. It could have been anywhere in the world with these fantastic musicians coming from all over the place. And it, you know, kind of became this mecca, this ecosystem that musicians could come. It's like a buffet, you know, you come there and you can, you can choose what you want to eat. But if you come thinking you're only get, gonna get Chinese food, you're not. You're gonna get Indian food and some Italian and you know everything in between, some Ethiopian food for all I care. It's, it's all good stuff. It's just a matter of understanding, understanding the carbs and understanding the nutritious food. If you go and eat all the carbs first, you're gonna be full and leave and not get full value what you paid for. So with music, you know, I think it's so important to understand uh, where where everything is, where the music began, learn from the history, the present and the future and look towards the future. Uh, and I see Berkeley, I've seen Berkeley grow tremendously from uh, the Valencia campus, which uh, is in Valencia, Spain, to uh, now having a center in Abu Dhabi, uh, the Berkeley Indie Exchange, and, uh, you know, students are coming from over 109 countries, I believe. Uh, so it's a pretty, pretty solid global space. And it happens to be in Boston. And under the leadership of President Roger Brown, the, the school has gone, uh, gotten to be one of the most prestigious preeminent schools of music in the world. So I'm fortunate to have um, uh, this opportunity to work with young people from especially uh, the Indian uh, markets, uh, the Indian diaspora, uh, and now the Middle East, because there's so much hidden talent. I started working with Berkeley City Music, which was a program to reach uh, young people in underserved communities. And we built uh, over uh, 48 sites in a year. Um, it started in 1993, but developed tremendously. And now we have partners like Stax Academy in um, Memphis, Tipitina's Foundation in New Orleans. Uh, we had a place called Home in um, LA. 
um, South Central LA. So talented young people are coming through this program to Boston. And if they do well, they could get a full tuition scholarship to go to Berkeley. So I've had this opportunity to work with all these young people and these kind of like in startup mode. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you know, you, you mentioned to me this, this awesome phrase, uh, we all choose our own path. And when I hear you say, we all choose our own path, I think back to this young Clint dude that I met at Berkeley, you know, 20 something years ago, uh, who was this young guy who was hungry. He was aggressive. He wanted to prove himself. He wanted to prove what he was capable of. And, and my God, what a talented guy. And here we are 20 something years later, talking about Clint, talking about the impact of Berkeley that he has done. Uh, I mean, we all choose our own path. Tell us about that. Yeah, you know what, I've, Greg, thank you so much. I mean, honestly, what I've realized, and, and you know, with aging, you get some wisdom some, sometimes. Um, and I've realized the harder you work, the luckier you get. So, you know, it's not about uh, just, you know, the people, uh, it's not about the people you know, but who knows you. And so I talked to Derek Sivers, who started CD Baby a few years ago, and I said to him, hey, Derek, how come you're so successful? What do you do? And he said, Clint, I got other people to talk about me. So I think, you know, creating a buzz where you can add value, finding your path. I, I talk to a lot of young people every day, whether they're writing songs or following their own dreams and passions, and you have to find your own sound. What is your sound? What is the value that you bring to a situation, whether you're in business or in politics or you're a musician or an entrepreneur? What is that differentiating factor that you bring to the table? And I had to find my own differentiating factor. Let, let me ask you this. Doesn't that tie back to this thing called creativity that, that runs through music? Creativity runs through business. It runs through politics. You, you have to be a creative individual. And, and that's something that, I always, that struck me about you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I realized that I thought, you know, when I was younger, I'd be a musician and I'm so creative. Oh my God, you know, I love this. This, this drives me. Uh, I wanted to sit at night and just play and sequence music and forget about parties and girls and all that stuff. It was more about like, let's make music. This is my drive. This is my jam. But as I got older and then I worked with the American Federation of Musicians after graduating from Berkeley uh, because I had to get a green card. And I was like, you know, what do I do? Do I, I saw ads for, paying $60,000 to work at BMW as a car salesman, or go out, do I still follow my musical dream? And I went to work with the American Federation of Musicians and I said to them, you know what? You have to pay me to come and work. I'm not gonna come and do a free internship. I was that crazy. Um, and they, they said, yes. And so I started working there and I realized, wow, I love this business thing too this business thing is really creative. Like you can, you know, uh, uh, I was a booking agent and, and I'd get calls for a bar mitzvah or a, a, a wedding. And uh, what I realized was the bride sometimes or the grooms, they did not know what they wanted. 
So I'd sell them what I had. Like if I didn't have a Chinese musician, I'd sell them a steel drum player, tell them, hey, you know, this would be so cool for your wedding to be very different than all the other GB bands that play at weddings. And sometimes they'd go for it. So I felt that I was being creative there and working with them, um, you know, to kind of build the, the ideal wedding that they wanted. I worked with Ralph Nelly events. So then I decided to go do an MBA because I wanted to work on that creativity, work on the entrepreneurship, understand assets and liabilities, you know, because we were musicians who was thinking about accounting. Um, and that's what opened my mind to think about, you know, how can you create opportunity? And you, once you get, you're doing it, you get good at it. It's that gut feeling, right? We say a gut feeling. It's actually a repository of information that stays with you like, like a hard drive. And you go to it when you need information, uh, uh, which is relevant to whatever's going on at that time. Mm -hmm.